0: Section 21 of Criminal Investigation, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ava'i in April 2017. Criminal Investigation A Practical Handbook for Magistrates, Police Officers, and Lawyers, Volume 3 by hans cross translated by john adam and john collier adam cheating and fraud section 2b examination of false documents when the scrutiny of the contents of the document gives no result or only insufficient proof we must have recourse to a critical examination of its exterior form most frequently the expert alone is capable of this task he only knowing the various processes to be employed but here again it may often be necessary that the investigating officer far away from the help of experts should rapidly form his own opinion on the matter and come to the conclusion whether there has been a forgery or not in this case he must either put his own hand to the work or have recourse to experts having no speciality in this direction such as doctors and apothecaries in such a predicament the first principle which must be religiously obeyed is to do nothing which would injure much less destroy the document in certain cases it may perhaps be permissible to make experiments on an unimportant corner of the suspected writing or even to destroy a very small portion but such experiments should be made only under the most exceptional circumstances and in every case of the kind two precautions must be taken first a certified copy of the writing must be taken before anything whatever is changed and if possible it should be taken by photography next an exact statement must be made in the report of what has been done so that the expert who will study it later on as well as every magistrate before whom at a subsequent stage it may come will know the changes which the document has undergone the most harmless process specially recommended in all suspected cases is to examine the writing with the best magnifying glass available and this examination should not be directed only to the suspected portion but should extend to the whole document which will thus be verified by the magnifying glass word for word when one is thus accustomed to notice with care the non suspected portions and the general aspect presented by the different types of writing one is able on coming to the examination of the suspected portion to recognize the least difference however insignificant much more easily than if one had begun by an examination of the doubtful passage when this examination is concluded the work is all gone over again but this time placing the writing over the glass pane of a window so as to observe by transmitted light what has already been seen by reflected light a large percentage of forgeries cannot withstand such a scrutiny if the magnifying glass be good, and the process be conducted with due care and attention. Of course, if it is a question of the employment of different links, the magnifying glass will not be enough. Resort must be had to the microscope. With a high magnifying power, the ink marks, which, a moment ago, appeared identical, almost always, when they are made by different inks, present striking differences in colour and lustre. Another examination which cannot in the slightest degree harm the original, and at the same time gives admirable results, is by means of photography. Erasures by scraping, washing with aqua fortis, the use of different inks, many things which the eye of man cannot perceive, more often than not stand out clearly under the photographic test a comparison between the original and its photographic reproduction often reveals more than the longest and most expensive chemical analysis yet in many cases this analysis cannot be avoided in another process the document is photographed and a number of prints taken from the negative each on a thin transparent film these films are laid one upon the other and pressed together so that the sum of the indistinct characters on each forms a copy which may easily be read. Photographic enlargements may also be employed with considerable success. Indeed, enlargements to 3600 times have been obtained. No doubt this is somewhat costly, but at the same time it is very effective. If all this does not avail, then the chemist must be brought in, naturally in many cases he cannot be dispensed with for such reasons and also to furnish the investigating officer with an idea of what he may expect to get from his experts we give a summary of what has been written on this subject by sonnenschein klassen and other experts information for the most part scattered about in numberless special articles in scientific reviews and proceedings in the first place, one must be able to distinguish paper of old manufacture, on the surface of which is spread a thin layer of animal size, from modern machine-made paper, which is after a fashion sized throughout its whole substance. Pine resin is dissolved in soda and precipitated by alum. The acids of the resin are deposited with the alumina of the alum in a soapy mass generally burnt starch is added and the whole mixed with the paper paste these elements then have to be taken into account when we come to test the paper with reagents as well as other constituents such as adding colouring matter which for white or blue paper was formerly cobalt or prussian blue but is now almost exclusively ultramarine it follows that erasures by scraping on paper sized only on the surface remove this coating of size, while on paper sized throughout they make the surface rough or wrinkled. As it is difficult to write on such a surface, the forger must render it smooth again. This may be done mechanically by polishing the paper with a hard and close-grained substance such as an ivory paper-knife or the thumbnail or by pouring or spreading on it various substances for this a solution of gum of gelatine of resin in alcohol of starch or of powdered sandarac—that that is the resin of the sandarac tree the old-fashioned pounce of the scriveners may be used but all these preparations when applied to the paper can be easily detected by the naked eye and still more clearly by the magnifying glass for the portion of the paper which has been polished or to which one of these substances has been applied always presents a different appearance to the rest of the surface this is specially visible at the borders between the portions artificially prepared and those remaining untouched if the difference cannot be perceived optically it will generally be sufficient to place one drop of pure water on the suspected portion and another on that beyond suspicion if the former portion has really been doctored or tampered with the drops of water will behave quite differently the modes in which they will be absorbed or run about will be notably distinct to make more certain or if it is desired to know what specific substance has been employed to whitewash the paper recourse must be had to chemical reagents. Iodine turns animal glue brown and vegetable starch blue. Gum arabic is dissolved by water and precipitated by alcohol. The resins in general are dissolved by alcohol, and if a drop of the solution be placed in water, the latter becomes cloudy and milky. If old traces of ink with an iron base can no longer be distinguished, Either by the naked eye or by the magnifying glass, they can occasionally be made to reappear by washing the paper with a solution of tannin. The salt of iron contained in the ink, while remaining invisible, has the property of penetrating more deeply into the paper than the writing itself. In this case, when the ink with an iron base has faded away, we can spread on the paper sulphide of ammonia. This forms a sulphide of iron, and the writing may become legible. Recently it has been recommended to wash over the erased portions with a one-tenth normal solution of nitrate of silver, and to place them for a short time in the direct sunlight, by means of which the characters come out clearly. Fingerprints may also be brought out in this way. This process should only be performed by experts. Besides erasure by scraping, a crowd of chemical products are employed to make writing disappear, some of which give excellent results. Not only does the original writing disappear, but it is often possible even to write on the same place. No doubt each ink must be treated in its own fashion, and, if we would know the means employed by the forger to cause the writing to vanish, we must follow the same path as he has done. For this purpose we must ascertain the constituents of the ink. That known, no chemist will be at a loss what to do. The most important chemical products used to obliterate ink marks are 1. Oxalic acid. This is mixed with a little water, applied with a fine brush, and afterwards washed off. 2. A mixture of equal parts of carbonate of zinc, common salt, and rock alum. This is boiled for half an hour in white wine in a perfectly clean vessel and applied with a fine brush. 3. A mixture of equal parts of saltpetre and sulphuric acid dissolved by heat and applied as before. 4. Any alkali mixed with finely powdered sulphur. This is enclosed in a small bag of very fine material and the writing rubbed therewith Five, a solution of muriate of tin in double its quantity of water applied with a brush and followed by a washing with pure water Six, hypochlorite of soda and chlorine may be employed in the same manner all these substances which contain an acid are dangerous for the forger they immediately decompose ultramarine and produce a yellow spot further it is easy to verify the employment of acids by touching the place in question with a piece of moist blue litmus paper which wherever there is a trace of acid will turn red if the acid has to all appearance effaced the writing it can be made to reappear by careful painting with ammonia dissolved in water it may at times be necessary to apply a solution of tannin immediately after the ammonia instead of these a solution of ferrocyanide of potassium may be employed but this must not be done to any spot on which ammonia has already been spread as to different inks the following points may be noted chinese ink is nothing but very fine carbon and is therefore difficult if not impossible to remove by means of chemical reagents. But if Chinese ink be not of the first quality, the writing or design on the paper may be removed by placing the paper face downwards on an empty pot and directing, as long as may be necessary, a jet of boiling water on the back of the sheet. Ink made of logwood becomes red under the action of acids. It is difficult to efface but the processes 2 and 4 above are often efficacious. Ink made of gallnuts dissolves and disappears under the action of acids diluted in water. This writing can generally be made to reappear, more or less vividly, by the application of ammonia. Chlorine and hypochlorite of soda cause these two last inks to disappear, and it is then practically impossible to make them reappear. Alizarine ink is composed of a solution of indigo mixed with galnut ink, which contains ferrous oxide. Under the action of acids dissolved in water, the galnut ink disappears, leaving the blue indigo, which can only be effaced by chlorine or hypochlorite of soda. Modern aniline inks, usually aniline violet, or soluble nigrosin, that is, coal-tar black, have a special place of their own not very fast and easily altered though aniline colours be yet they can in the case of inks be readily fixed when fresh they can often be made to vanish by simply washing the writing with water and alcohol especially if a light hand and blunt pen have been employed a heavy hand and a sharp pointed pen cause the ink to penetrate beneath the surface into the body of the paper whence it is difficult to extract it generally after the lapse of some time aniline becomes so firmly fixed that it is difficult to remove if the forger has sufficient time at his disposal he has only to expose the document written with aniline ink to the sunlight which will completely efface the writing some years ago an official order written with aniline ink was stuck up on a public notice board exposed to the sun soon afterwards the whole order had disappeared and there remained on the paper no trace except the signature of the official which had been written with a different ink it must not therefore be forgotten that in a document written with aniline ink. The failure of the chemical test proves nothing, as it is impossible to detect the action of the sun's rays. The colour, generally violet, of modern rubber stamps is easily effaced by oxalic acid dissolved in water, or by superoxide of hydrogen. The former injures the paper only when used carelessly, the latter never does. Even when inks identical in composition have been employed, the falsification can in certain cases be chemically demonstrated. This arises from the fact that the older the writing, the more it penetrates into the fibres of the paper, and the more insoluble it becomes, owing to dryness and the more complete oxidation of the contained iron hence greater resistance is offered to the action of the acids dissolved in water than in the case of more recent writing if then we desire to test whether two specimens of writing on the same paper are of different dates of course the difference must not be too slight we must necessarily sacrifice at least one line of each of the two writings Two are chosen as nearly as possible of equal strength and conveniently close to one another. They are damped with the acid solution, and the time each takes to fade or disappear is observed, watch in hand. If the difference is sufficiently great, the more recent writing will disappear first. If writing has become illegible through being written over or obliterated, and it is desired to reconstitute the original text, the nature of the first ink employed must be determined as well as that of the second used to strike out the original. If the inks are of different compositions, we employ a reagent which attacks the traces of ink attempted to be erased or obliterated. If the same ink has been used in both cases, and any time has elapsed between the first writing and the making of the obliterating marks, this process is useless. In the latter case we must with extreme care and precaution apply some substance which will remove the top ink and seize the moment when the obliterating mark has, as far as possible, disappeared, while the primitive text has been hardly touched this result is best obtained either by the action of the vapour of the substance employed or by soaking in it a small piece of cloth which is applied exclusively to the desired spot in desperate cases as for instance when the writing has been soaked in ink the only resource is photography in a particular light and with special precautions naturally only specialists of the first rank can successfully carry through this operation for the difficulties are always great the work is proportionately easier when we have to remove an ink writing superimposed on a lead pencil writing beneath the characters traced in lead strongly resist chemical action so that there is little danger of the lead pencil marks or design being damaged when the ink writing is chemically treated it is mechanical action which has to be guarded against for washing with the brush risks the effacement of the pencil marks if two writings are superimposed and it is desired to know which is the older one must almost always have recourse to the microscope sometimes the crossing of the writing is considerable as when an acceptance and signature are written across a bill of exchange a very common case at other times the interference is slight as when the lines are one above the other and parallel so that the top and bottom loops only interfere with each other thus the tops of the f's and l's may be mixed up with the bottom loops of the y's and g's the fact is that every ink on leaving the pen deposits on the paper a minute mass which when dry remains on the spot touched in the form of a solid body and this can be clearly detected under the microscope. If the two lines cross, the microscope shows us the upper and later one lying like a scale upon the lower one, so that it is often thus possible to distinguish between the older and the more recent writing. Iodine plays an important part in the discovery of written forgeries, g brylands has remarked that dry paper under the action of vapour of iodine comports itself differently from paper that has been damped and redried the portions which have been damped assume a violet colour while those that have not been tampered with become yellow or brown if the marks of lead pencil be rubbed out with crumbs, the portions of paper affected assume under the action of vapour of iodine a yellowish-brown or a brownish-violet tinge, in every case, however, of a deeper colour than that of the paper which has not been touched. When the paper is damped, the portions effaced stand out sharply defined against the groundwork, which remains pure blue. Portions erased by breadcrumbs and treated with iodine have a uniform colour, but those effaced by gum show a tint of a darker colour. Vapor of iodine also discloses marks or depressions made in the paper by means of a blunt object, as a rod of glass, ivory paper cutter, or even the thumbnail. Such marks stand out clearly of a stronger colour. By this process we can render visible on the back of the paper pencil writing which has been effaced, reading it by means of a mirror for the examination of inks for legal purposes and especially to determine their natures and the differences between them robertson and hoffmann the chemists have prepared a very useful comparative table this table will not only facilitate the task of the professional chemist but will enable the investigating officer in country districts to undertake in urgent cases the chemical examination of a document suspected by the medical jurisprudent or pharmacist. But we repeat that such investigation irreparably destroys a portion of the document. The process is carried out by filling several quill pens with the reagents indicated, making strokes across the letters and numbers to be examined, and observing the changes of colour produced when the ink and the reagent meet. The chief reagents given by the authors named are 1. Solution of 3% of oxalic acid in water 2. Solution of 10% of citric acid in water 3. Solution of 2% of chloride of potassium in water 4. Solution of one part of chloride of tin with one part of hydrochloric acid in ten parts of water 5. Solution of 15% of sulphuric acid. 6. Solution of 10% of hydrochloric acid. 7. Solution of 20% of nitric acid. 8. Saturated solution of anhydrous sulphuric acid in water. 9. Solution of 4% chloride of gold in water. 10. 10. Solution of one part of ferrocyanide of potassium with one part of hydrochloric acid in ten parts of water. Eleven. Solution of one part of thiosulphate of sodium with one part of ammonia and ten parts of water. Twelve. Solution of four per cent of sodium hydrate in water. With reference to the examination of the exterior form of a document, it is well to commence by observing the nature, the composition, and the exterior appearance of the paper. The chemical constituents and outward form of the paper, its watermark, grease-spots, etc., may often at the very outset reveal the whole nature of the affair. In such a case the paper must be sent to specialists, paper manufacturers, Microscopists or chemists who should be told all the circumstances and requested to throw any light they can thereon, it is never useless to have recourse to them End of section twenty one